0: all right everyone welcome back to the next episode of walk it like christ talks it today is myself and my co-host dr brooke and we also have special guests here we have brother elijah and sister bernie tiggs so we would like to have brother elijah start us off with a prayer
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence and focus in on how we can apply our actions based off of your word um, to live a better life, to live a Christ-centered life. And uh, we thank you that we get this opportunity. Bless this conversation and bless the hearer that we all may be doers. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen.
3: Amen. So we have the opportunity to have my sister, Brené, and my brother, Eli. Um, Today, our episode is going to be just based around godly marriage, godly dating, and who better to talk to than one of our favorite couples, our brother and sister.
0: So we wanted to start off by, I'm sure we have plenty of listeners that may not know you all. Or know your story so if you wanted to share your story with us about how you met how your marriage has been just whatever you're comfortable sharing Well, I guess I'll start. I'm Bernice.
2: We met when we were teenagers, probably about 14 or so years old through my cousin, who was one of his best friends. He performed at My Sweet 16. We liked each other, but it never really went anywhere. Come full circle, when I was 22, I reached out on Facebook. It was like the middle of the night. I just went through a breakup or whatever. Probably like two o'clock in the morning, I start liking like all of his pictures on (laughs) Facebook. Um, (laughs) Nachi was creeping on him. All the pictures, okay? So he's sends me a DM. Um, Just checking in, seeing how I'm doing. And uh, that's how it all started back up again. Uh, From that point, we were married like a year later.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was in
2: love. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) So I'll share from from that point, we were married a year later because... Myself going through a couple relationships, but not doing relationships well, I spoke to God and was like, I want to, the next relationship to be serious. Mm. I want it to be intentional. I want uh, what you have for me. Right. So uh, in that, I took the step to ask Bernice's father for his permission to court her. Mm. because Y'all my- hear
0: that? That's how it's done. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying my brother Eli making it real hard for y'all out here. <laughs> he literally would not call me his girlfriend until he got to Indianapolis. He was living in Evansville at the time. Drove to Indianapolis,
0: took my dad out for lunch and asked him if he could court me. Right. Rewind. He said he asked her dad if he could date her. Not marry. I mean, yeah, he did ask about marriage too, but to date her. Yeah. Y'all better find y'all y'all girls' fathers.
1: And the, the key part being that it wasn't just dating for Dating. It was dating with the purpose of marriage. So I wanted to, to bring him on that kind of as accountability, but also just a heads up is courteous. You're like, hey, I'm interested <laughs> about to be in your mine. <laughs> daughter. For real.
2: So, like I said before, we were married very quickly after we reconnected. Um, and part of that is because Elijah knew he wanted to go into the military. So before being with him, I was always like, I'm never going to be a military spouse. I don't want that <laughs> life. I'm not about that life. I, You know, if somebody mentioned military to me, I was like, nah. But for some reason, when he mentioned it, it was just like, yeah, I can do that. You know, it wasn't a question in my mind about it. But that kind of brings me around to one of my favorite scriptures that in regards to our marriage. And that comes from Deuteronomy 24 and 5. This is from the New International Version. It says, if a man has recently married, he must not be sent to war or have any other duty laid on him. For one year, he is to be free to stay at home and bring happiness to the wife he has married married we always talk about how God made our marriage biblical mm-hmm. so we knew he wanted to get into the military before we got married that's why we rushed it we got married and then it literally took a year from the day that we got married mm. for him to get into the military wow. um, just from all the testing that he had to do physicals and you know at all the hoops and stuff to get into the air force that's specifically what branch he's in mm-hmm. it took him a year and that was God making our marriage biblical it was God saying you got." guys need this year together right to build a foundation for your marriage before you guys go off
0: right well that actually ties into one of the questions i had for you all even though you did just give one passage from the bible my other question was what's your favorite bible verse or passage regarding your relationship so if you have any other parts in the bible you want to share
1: yeah one for me as i'm looking and i couldn't find it but the gist of the scripture was that there is a precedence for biblical marriage reputation, and the scripture was, as I'm paraphrasing, saying they know the husband at the city gate because of the wife. And they know the wife in the city because of the husband. So as you go out and you're doing what you're called to do, what your job is, you are representing the other person.
3: Mm. You think my sister represents you really well, huh? Oh, yeah, y'all should I see the grin on his face.
1: Really appreciative of all that Bernie does and that we are a unit. And I believe that people see that through our connection. They see one and think of the other.
0: I definitely get that. I feel like growing up in church, seeing a lot of the older couples or married couples, it was just like i couldn't see them like when i think of that person i think of their spouse almost to the point where you know they said couples that are meant to be like they look alike or something there were certain couples like in our church where i was like they belong together but I do think that that is very important almost like with friendships even though we're talking about relationships with birds of a feather flock together like you know you want to be with someone that is like-minded as you are and does represent you in the right way because you could have friends in your friend group where you're like oh I don't know if I want people to think that I do the same stuff that you do so you don't want to be in a marriage where you're like I don't want people (laughs) to think that I do the same stuff that my spouse does but I do think that you guys represent each other very well.
2: Well, so
3: is there a couple that you guys look up to as a model for your marriage?
2: Definitely. Um, one of our favorite couples is actually the couple who married us and the couple that we did our premarital counseling with, and that is the Langs. I have always looked up to their marriage, just the way that they interact with each other, the way that they serve in the church together you know, even doing our premarital counseling, just the way that they related to us and talked to us about things. Love them as a couple. Another couple that's a, a great role model for us, a great example, is our Aunt Glow and Uncle Brian. So Aunt Glow and Uncle Brian, the thing that I love about them and the thing that I cherish and, and want to emulate is the love that they have for each other. I always said that I want our son, we have a two-year-old son, his name is Valor. I've always said I wanted Valor to be like, you. stop kissing. Or like, my dad's always all over my mom. Or my mom's always all over my dad. And that's what they showed us as an example They're they love on each other.
1: So my two... Uh, come from more of a a content perspective. I don't know these people personally, but they've impacted me tremendously. Preston and Jackie Hill Perry are two multi-hyphenates. They do a lot of things, but if you check out their podcast, 30 Minutes with the Perrys, you'll be able to witness the level of intentionality and their growth for their marriage, but also the honesty and vulnerability when they begin to discuss things. And just looking at their marriage as two creatives that have come together but also do things individually i think that there is a lot of power in doing that and the next couple will be belief and yvette
0: Um, oh yeah i like their family on tiktok
1: tiktok they're out there showing family content chocolate babies man if you're familiar with their kids but they also have a podcast called how married are you And they really dive into the phrase of the question, how married are you? What are the links that you're going to go through to make your marriage a success, to be honest and transparent with each other, to grow and celebrate and lift up one another?
0: Right. The question that Brooke asked was kind of a um, today's world version of the question I'm going to ask. My question is, what couple in the Bible are you most like or plays a huge role in your relationship? For the listeners, some suggestions if you want to think about your own relationship or marriage. We have like Adam and Eve who, um, in my opinion, like they were literally made for each other. Abraham and Sarah, they had hard times with having a baby and then having God testing them. Ruth and Boaz. Um, it was kind of like a second chance Esther and the king Even though that story is a little different It's like they both respected each other And Mary and Joseph They have that trust Because you know I mean Mary was a pregnant version So I'm sure Joseph had a hard time processing that But and there are plenty of other couples in the Bible But those are just a few for people to think about But what is your couple? So we've actually thought about this um, And we were asked
2: this question a couple years ago When we did a Bible Bible study about marriages. And the couple that we found is Priscilla and Aquila. A lot of people don't know their story because it's so short. It's a very, 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 very short part of the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's found in Acts 18. And they were a couple that welcomed Paul into their home while he was traveling. But they, they welcomed a lot of people into their home. And the reason that we relate to them is because we feel like our marriage is a ministry. It's a ministry where we're able to reach people on different levels and show God's love so one of the things that we've done over the years is when people are in need that we know we give them a place to stay and, you know, we, we don't ask them for anything. We, we bless them with our home. We've done it for a handful of people, a handful of different people. Most recently, my mom came to stay with us for a while. Pretty soon, we're going to have one of our sisters come stay with us for a while. But just opening our home to people is part of our ministry. So
3: along with that, how do you guys pour into other couples?
1: Yeah. So we recently started our own small group through the church that we attend. We've been a part of small groups before, but we were asked and felt led to lead a small group for marriages with a family also in the focus. But the primary point is for marriages to be built up stronger so that the example is set for the family. We're currently going over a building better marriages series and bringing the points to how do we build a better marriage and then build a better family through incorporating uh, these communication tools through applying these ground points Mm -hmm. of relationships
0: do you have anything to add to that or you want the next question i'll take the next question for 500 <laughs> okay i don't have 500 dollars, but uh <laughs> what advice would you give to married couples or those that are seeking marriage right now or even newlyweds <coughs> like myself Ooh, introducing mrs blake level i done leveled up
2: <laughs> so that is A great question. There's a couple things I would say to that. One would be always keep God first. One of the biggest things that we were taught in like our premarital counseling and stuff is that the relationship, a marriage is three. It's not two. It's the husband, the wife, and God. The closer each of you get to God, the closer each of you get to each other. The further you get away from God, the further you get from each other. And we've definitely seen that in our marriage. That's one piece. Another piece I would give would be to plan for for your marriage not your wedding. I think that's a big thing. A lot of people, especially women, when we get married, it's all about the wedding, all about the dress, all about the food, all about the decorations. But the wedding is just for that one day and it's for everybody else. The marriage is for life and it's for you. So one thing that we did before we got married, we sat down and we made game plans for things that we had seen in our family. We made game plans for divorce. How are we going to combat that? If we see something rising up, what scriptures point to that? How Mm. do we comfort each other? Each other in that alcoholism because that runs in our families okay if we see that the other one is drinking a lot how do we talk about that how do we address that how do we get each other help depression anxiety suicide attempts all of that we sat down and we made game plans we planned for for our marriage. And the last piece of advice I would give would be attend marriage conferences Mm -hmm. as often as you can. When we first got married, we were attending at least one a year and those just help to strengthen your marriage. It gives you new tools. It gives you new outlooks and it helps you connect with other like-minded couples.
1: So my advice would simply be to remove self and to always think of the other person. Because you're you're joining, as the word says, to be one. One of the things that has recently struck a chord with me and been a grounding point is that I don't want what I want for myself. I want what God has for my family. So being able to get rid of selfish ambition, um, get rid of the things that maybe I or or anybody would do as a single person and commit to what your duty and responsibility is as a spouse, is to take care of that other person above yourself
0: i definitely agree with what you just said about having a different mindset of a single person to being a married person or even a person in relationship because that was something that when i started dating my husband it kind of hit me hard in a way as far as dressing a certain way i i'm only 25 i was living in dc i was i wouldn't call my i didn't call myself a city girl but still like i like to wear my crop tops i like being able to wear like brazier type tops and stuff But it's like once you're in a relationship this this may be an unpopular opinion, but I mean, well, for myself and my husband, it was like, we agreed that I shouldn't be showing off my body for everyone else to see. And yeah, sometimes I felt like, okay, now you're doing too much, but I did understand him. And I know, uh, I think this might've been part of my last conversation with my grandfather. I had on this bismal bismol um, colored sweatsuit on and my grandfather told me, he said, you're looking like somebody's wife. Because I was wow. not wearing leggings, like super tight clothing, or showing, like, I mean, it's my grandpa. He knows how I've dressed in my life before I was getting married. So he was just like, You look like someone's wife. And it was just like, I guess my husband knew what he was talking about when we had that conversation about how he thinks. I should start to dress. I think that that might be a hard conversation for a lot of younger women to have with their husband because yeah. they might think, oh, you're controlling me. It's not about control, it's about respect. That goes back to representing your spouse well. If I'm a married woman, I don't wanna be
2: out here presenting myself as a single woman. I need people to know as soon as they see me, I represent my husband, I'm married, <laughs> I'm not out here for anybody else. And when you put off a certain air where you're wearing skin tight clothes and you're showing off everything to everybody and you're acting single that doesn't look good on you or your husband or your spouse because I mean it can go the other way around too
1: I just wanted to to kind of also throw a pivot in there towards um there's still value in self we're talking about getting rid of selfishness but there is still self-identity it is valuable in a marriage that's why you come together because you're not the same you have different value points to give to one another and opposites attract to uphold in this place of each other's weaknesses one thing i wanted to share on top of that was to treasure the good individuality in the other person they have something that doesn't negatively impact the family and inspires them to do better inspires others around them to do better let them cultivate that and nurture that in that person um even if it's something that you're necessarily not interested in if that's sports if that's fashion if that's whatever industry or topic that that person's eyes light up for don't you don't want to extinguish that
3: and so Bree you were saying as far as advice goes uh talking about marriage conferences with that what's one thing from the last marriage conference that you all attended that you're working on currently
2: yes so recently we attended a marriage conference at People's Church, I want to put a plug in for my church. (laughs) People's Church has campuses all throughout Oklahoma, And it has an Indianapolis campus, so check it out. People's Church holds a marriage conference every year. This year, uh, our guest speakers were pastors Judd and Lori White, and they were amazing. They um, went through the Song of Solomon with us and uh, addressed marriage. And one of the things that they said that is probably going to be a controversial topic is that you should not have friends of the opposite sex when you're married. This is very interesting I do not have any friends of the opposite sex, but Elijah does. What I will say is that the friends that he has that are of the opposite sex, they have reached out to me. They've tried to build relationships with me and I know that they respect me. The only time that I would ever, you know, tell my husband like, no, I don't want you hanging out with her or I don't think she needs to be your friend. First of all, no new friends, okay? (laughs) Um, No new friends, but second of all, if they do not respect me then they do not need to be talking to my husband. Mm. And I will tell them that and my husband will tell them that. Yep.
1: And I'm um, just going going forward like that is solid advice. So as far as new friends that hasn't been a thing. But um previous friends that have known me in um, like the college environment and um, have a testament to my character. They have reached out and, and like Bernice said, become friends with her and, and grown um, a respectful relationship with her. You know, some sometimes you do have to cut off out of respect and valuing your marriage above all things.
3: You know, we've talked a lot about marriage, right? But dating um, and like godly dating and, you know, what does intentional dating look like? And I think that a big thing um, for women and men men these days is like I'm not going to act like a wife if I'm not a wife but at the same time like you still have to be intentional right so what does that look like what does it look like not playing the wife role but still being intentional or not playing the husband role you know but still being intentional
2: I want to speak to that um, just because it takes me back to when we were dating and when we were dating like Elijah said earlier he went into our relationship saying you know the next relationship is going to be the last relationship I went into it the same way. I went into it thinking, I want this next person, whoever my next person is, it needs to be my person. I'm tired of dating around, it needs to be that person. We had an intentional conversation about that in the beginning and something else that I did that, you know, it may be crazy. I don't know, whatever. I laid out all my flaws for him. Mm -hmm. I said, this is what's going on in my life. This is what I've been through. This is what I've done. Things that I'm working on. These are things that you might not get with, but I'm hoping you do. Oh, that was like a three hour long conversation on the road. But (laughs) you
0: trapped him in the car. (laughs) Roll the windows (laughs) up, doors locked.
2: Here here it is. Literally, that's how, because it was being intentional like this is what i want and if it's not what you want i need to know that up front right now and it's what we both wanted so we were very intentional about dating and about what we wanted together not what i wanted or Mm -hmm. what he wanted but what we wanted as a couple
1: and i think to go off of that and and back to that grounding point I have for myself of wanting what God has for my my family, my marriage, thinking of that as a single person is only a net positive for you to move forward and be cognizant, be thinking of, be acting on how do I bring a family into this? If you have bad habits, thinking of how do I bring a family into this? You're going to immediately snap out of it. I can't raise a child in this environment. I can't give the love that my wife or husband deserves if I have this that I'm dealing with so thinking of how to work on yourself and do the self work that you need to do before Mm -hmm. and then also that provides the opportunity for you to help the other people coming along your spouse and your children as they go through something similar so it's all about equipping yourself for what's ahead because marriage isn't a joy ride it's not even like a roller coaster it's it's a ride that you cannot know all the twists and turns of so you You need to bring as much information, self-awareness, and willingness to learn. You can't be set in your ways. So bringing all of that forward, doing the work ahead of time, and then you're able to fully accept someone else. Once you know yourself, know what you have to work on, know that you're not trying to cover up other things, then you can accept somebody else who's also at that point, but has some work to do. So that would be my advice, is just be more thoughtful. Dating can be a field of landmines. But if you're thoughtful and intentional, then you have the opportunity to make something greater happen and not just go through life bumping your head the whole time. Um, Getting blown up at every step because you didn't do the work, you didn't think through, and you hurt somebody else and yourself.
2: I want to also speak to what you said about not doing your wifely duties, but wanting to be a wife, right? I think it goes into our perspective of what that is. So no, I don't think that you should be out here sleeping with a man like you're his wife, doing his laundry like you're his wife, cleaning his kitchen like you're his (laughs) wife, right? But there are things that you can work on still in yourself to present yourself as a good wife, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have to be doing those things, but you can like Elijah said, have a certain level of self-awareness. You can be working on yourself and your communication skills, you know? You can still be honest, still Mm -hmm. be trustworthy, still be loyal. Those are all characteristics that you can still have, not as a wife, that are characteristics of a wife right without doing necessarily wifely duties right so it's more about who you are than what you do
0: yep Mm. so I guess sometimes uh words speak louder than (laughs) actions (laughs) Um,
1: And I just wanted to also throw in there, boundaries are always a good thing in protecting yourself and protecting what you want for yourself in the future. If you don't have boundaries, you're going to get hurt. Protect yourself and protect what God has placed in you so that it can grow to its full potential.
3: Well, we want to thank you both for joining us on this episode of Walk It Like Christ Talks It. Thank you for just sharing your thoughts, sharing your feelings, just being open to the conversation. For our listeners, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, it's at Walk It Like Christ Talks It. Our next episode is going to be focusing on forgiveness, um, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, asking God for forgiveness, asking others to forgive you. Join us for that topic next time on Walk It Like Christ Talks It.
0: If you guys follow us, you can also DM us on our podcast. Page just know if you have any topic suggestions, any suggestions on the way that we run our podcast. We're just open to any feedback. We're new to this. We really do consider all the criticism, question, comments, concerns. We also do love that you guys tell us every episode that you love it, but we kind of want some more to it. Uh, one other thing I wanted to just say for our listeners to know: when you're seeking marriage or seeking a partner um, and working on yourself, like to just constantly stay in prayer. And to also remember that there are people in your life that are praying for you. I pray for all my sisters and my friends that are either in relationship and they need to go ahead and get on to that next phase or the right man needs to seek them. So just know that there are people out here praying for you and that the right relationship comes into your life.